Hello, welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to talk about the real crux of the issue here, and it simply is this. You must either be doing something or you're wigging out. Now, that thing can be anything you want, but it has to be something. And it can be watching TV, uh, but the thing is is that the, the the thing that engages your mind the most is the best. So trying to learn something new, for example, is probably the most engaging. And then sort of working on that craft in general is is sort of the coasting version of that. And so, like, you can't really get away with too much TV watching under that scenario. And if you do watch a lot of TV then you're probably wigging out and you're trying to distract yourself from the wig out. The problem is that you're wigging out because you're watching TV and you're not doing anything. You're not doing enough to engage your mind. And so your mind is thinking like, oh shit, like I'm dying. Your mind is thinking, oh, I'm not progressing. It doesn't feel like it's getting exercise, getting bored. The thing that makes your mind not bored is doing something definite. Now, it can be anything from breathing to uh, working at your job or whatever it is. I mean, that's why, you know, there's sort of an ethic in working. Even if you're working for someone else, you just have to go somewhere, do something, and it forces you to move and do it. And while you're doing it, you feel just fine. Because you have a job, you're working at your job, and you're making money, and you feel like you're doing something. You have to feel like you're doing something. And problem is, when, too much often when you're watching TV and entertainment, you really aren't doing anything, and you know it. You're watching other people do things. You're watching other people get rich, what you're doing. That's really what's crazy about watching TV, just as an aside. You're watching these millionaires walk around in their little satin underwear, prance around, making their money, eat, having their really soft, easy life, while you fucking toil so you can pay for a subscription to watch these assholes prance around. That's TV. I mean, it's the same for all forms of entertainment, ultimately, especially the more successful ones. But... Yes, you can be impressed and, hey, there's lots of good stuff to watch and there's a, there's a time for that. You know, if you just hang out and watch a, a movie together with somebody, that's very bonding. If you're sitting there binging shows on your own, that's like, then you've got a problem. You know, you can put it in between stuff, but ultimately it's like, you know, what, what are you doing? I've noticed recently that my mind is kind of like a, a DVD player, like, I just, I'll watch a movie and it'll play the movie, like, while I'm watching it, I'll remember nothing from the movie. Maybe a few things will just kind of, like, trick an idea, but, like, I, I can watch the movie a month later and I don't know what the hell's happening in the movie, I don't remember. I mean, I remember that I watched it, but I don't remember anything about it. And that just tells you that when you're watching movies... Your, your brain is more like a DVD player than it is an actual thinking machine that's like an AI that's learning. 
You're not, these movies aren't doing anything for you. These entertainment isn't doing stuff for you. It, it, it does a certain amount, but ultimately you have to create your own to stimulate your own mind. And that's just the only thing that really like will make you happy. Now, you don't have to necessarily get into make shows or whatever. You can enjoy stuff. But the thing you're going to get the most enjoyment of is doing something. So whether it's going for a walk, going out to the gym, just if you just have a to-do list, and I know everyone's been talking about, oh, people have talked about to-do lists and they think you should just, it, it helps you to crush your goals for the day. It just helps you to not be wigging out. Essentially, you're either wigging out or you're following this to-do list or you're doing, you know, you're just figuring out. You don't necessarily have to have a to-do list. You just have to have something to do at all times. And when you tell yourself that that's what you're doing, you can kind of get away with it. Now, you can do that for things that are passive. You can be like, I'm going to go watch this movie. But if if, if that constitutes... 80% 80% of your doing, no good. No fucking good. 80% of your doing should involve actually, like, pushing the limits of your mind. Whatever it is. Just like a particular, like, even if it's something that's like a particularly difficult sport, that's partly, that's, that is advancing your mind. It doesn't have to be, like, doing mathematical equations or anything like that. So it, it's got to be something that challenges you. Now, for me, I do the the rhyming, uh, poetry or whatever you want to call it, and it's like a puzzle. I have to put it together. I have to memorize it. I have to get it into shape. The problem is, is that, like, you don't sometimes have the motivation to work on that stuff. There's something about like, and it's the despair that overtakes you when you stop working on it. It's the ironic thing. Is if you if you have if you're an artist and you spend a long time not working on your art, the despair that it creates makes it almost impossible to restart your art. So you you as you if you're not doing it, then you're going to be, like, severely fucked up emotionally. You're going to lash out at all kinds of people. You're going to get filled with tons of rage. And then you're going to um, not even want to go back to it. You're going to be like, what's the point? I've wasted all this time. That's that's the thing about artists. Like, they ha- they're very hard on themselves because an art now is the only way that they can get out of that that feeling of shit because when they do art and when you do art and it's good, it proves the value. It proves that you have value because you feel yourself to be valueless. All artists had to feel rock bottom zero to get to good art. That's what's like kind of fucked up about art. Like, if you had a really easy time of life, your art is going to be, like, not really that great. So that's the price you pay. But you might as well get your reward for it if you did hit rock bottom or if you are at rock bottom now. 
because now you have a unique opportunity. You can become an artist. Because artists that don't hit rock bottom suck, and you'll never suck if you just put a little effort into it. Why? Because you know what true emptiness is. You've gotten there. You've gotten to the down, down, down. You're not... Anything is up from there. And so you can be funny. You can be uninhibited in a way that people who have never allowed themselves to get down there, who have just lived by the rules and didn't fuck up royally to the point where they end up there. They never learn anything. But they have a much easier time. And And most of them will go to heaven because they haven't really taken on that much responsibility. It's another thing. It's when you get down to zero and don't, and, and now you've, you've survived, you're okay, which you always will be, but you didn't know that. But if you get down to zero, down to um, rock bottom, but you survive it, and you're not, you're not taking advantage of it, I mean, you're just, you're just throwing away like a diamond. A diamond. And guess what? If you're waiting to die, if you're at rock bottom now and you're waiting to die, guess what? You're not going to die. You can't die. You're here forever. Yep. Live that way because as far as you know, you are. Okay? I don't know what other, these other people had, what business they had dying. I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, I, I'm not going to second-guess their choices, but they shouldn't second-guess mine. And there's no reason to think any other way. You're alive now, and you will be alive forever. So what is that? how does that change your trajectory? What does that change? How does that change what you actually do? For me, it involved just kind of waiting around for like 30 years, like not really doing much of anything, knowing that I didn't have to, knowing that as long as I just didn't age, why do I have to rush to do anything? Unfortunately, there was a correlative effect of that in not doing stuff and basically doing nothing. I created a whole lot of anxiety in myself because, as I said, as the title of this lecture has you understanding, if you're not doing something, you're wigging out. So I was just, my doing thing, my, my actually, I was doing something, I was basically believing in my theory that it didn't matter, that I could just wait around 30 years. I was planning on waiting around a thousand years without doing it because I didn't have to, right? I just had to stay healthy, maintain my physical, get a, get enough money where I'm not, like, wigging out. But that's the problem. So people have, brings me to the next point. So people have dealt with this feeling of wigging out because they're not doing anything by making money. And that's something. They're like, I'm making money. Now, the only problem, if that's your only deal, is that it doesn't really involve, like, I guess it involves 
some brain activity. So, yeah, I mean, look, if you're making money, it does distract you, and it is a form of doing. But it's a lower form of doing than doing something artistic. It's it's a it will stave off some of your wig out, but not all of it. It's not enough. Just dealing on pure money level and trying to accumulate it. It get you get to a point where you have enough where you really don't need to do anything. So then you get nervous because you're not doing anything as a rich person. There's so many guys I know, they grew up rich, and they're totally depressed because they never had to have a job. They never had to fucking have any obligation. They're depressed, and they're also wigging out all the time. Why? They're not doing anything. Why? Because they don't have to. So what happens is when you get a lot of money is you end up not wanting to do shit. Or you're, like, super active, you know? But you just don't have to do anything. So you can kind of do, like, you can... You can do all your, you know, you can kind of explore, like, just hedonistically. You can just live in this. It becomes a hell realm because you're not doing anything and you're just kind of, like, hanging around and partying and laughing and just doing nothing, just being a general fuck-up that just kind of hangs around all rich and he can go to parties and stuff and get into the great clubs and everything like that, but it's just, like, hollow life, sleeping with women, whatever, like going having one-nighters, you know, it's just like doing coke off tits and just living a high life as a partier. That's something that, like, so many rich guys fall into, and it drives them insane. It basically drives them to death because, and the, not that it drives them actually to death, because as we know and we've explained on this show, there is no death just go into a parallel world where you didn't die. So these guys, they they have a hard, they have a, a large span of time where they're like just hating it. And eventually they snap out of it. Everybody does at a certain stage. Maybe it takes thousands of years though of this. Hopefully it doesn't take that long. No, it usually takes about a, a few years and then you just finally fall out of it and you're like, God damn, like that's not the way to go. So then you start saying, like, all right, I got to start doing shit. Shit that makes you proud. Shit that makes you proud of yourself. You got to do it. Otherwise, like, you're going to wig out. And it's like, well, which one do you want to do? And it's just like, I used to think it was kind of like, oh, I'm just not motivated to do it. And I realized, no, like, I was not motivated because it was wigging me out not to do it. It was creating a scenario where I was so fucking wigged out that I couldn't even like think much less do any art so of course i had to go to drugs to get to feel normal to try to get some artistic thing but if you keep doing it like you can start off with using some a little weed or whatever you ultimately will be if you do it enough you will not need any of it you will not need any drug to do it but to, to get you out of the funk, to switch your paradigm from this, like, nervous energy of, like, frozenness, of this feeling of, like, pointlessness, of, like, what's the point? Who am I kidding? You start to get into that kind of thinking. When you're, like, involved in projects, you're like, who the fuck am I? Like, I think I'm going to do this shit. Like, I'm nobody. And you just end up leaving it by the wayside and continuing your life of doing nothing. 
thinking that you're like you're winning at, you're winning right now because you're getting away with doing nothing. Now, if you're if you it's good to wander the earth. Once you understand about immortality, you truly understand it in your bones. I recommend wandering the earth for a little while. And just like soaking it all in with that perspective. I did it. I did it for like 30 years. I just wandered the earth. And I learned a lot of different things. And I'm sort of like the Messiah of this time because that's all that Jesus Christ was saying too. He was just saying, look, I figured it out. Like I'm immortal. You could be immortal too. Like it's pretty cool. Like you really don't have to do anything. And and I think what happened too is like it just disrupted the, the order because he didn't really talk about doing stuff. Like he left that out. He's like, all you have to do is not do stuff. Just be good and do good deeds. Well, I mean, if you look in the Gospels, he is doing all these good deeds. So he's showing them. He just maybe didn't explain it. I don't know. It got lost in translation over time. Point is... He was just saying, look, help people out, you know, be be a good person. But, you know, that's the thing. That's a tough sell to people who are like, I need to, like, fend for my family. I need to make my money. I need to, like, and you have to understand that, like, with, first and foremost, you need to be not wigging out. You can't fucking do any of the shit you want to do, including, like, make money and all this stuff, unless you're actually feeling calm about yourself and being chill. And you can't chill yourself out without doing something significant. So it's all kind of wrapped up in there. You can't fuck around and be just a rich guy. Just like you're going you're gonna to end up getting wigged out as a rich person because you're not doing shit. Do you understand? I'm asking you as if you can answer. But if you nodded your head, I'm happy that you did. Because this is what's going on. You have to be smart. I love it when people say that. Like, you have to be smart. Yes, you certainly do. But the way to be smart is to take, take, the, take uh, just take it in completely. You're here forever. You can do whatever you want. Eventually, it will end up to be successful because you have an infinite amount of time to perfect it. Do you want to be a race car driver? Start now. Anything you want. You want to be an actor in, in big movies? Start now. You could, how old are you? Oh, I'm 60. Start now. Because you are not going to die. And you should, if you're 60 and you're listening to this and you look old, you look in the mirror and you're like, God damn it, I'm old. Like, I'm about to die. Look at me. Guess what? You, you, all that shit can be reversed by just a little more sleep. Sleeping more, moving more, walking. Walking is the best shit. Just walk. Walk the fucking earth. Walk from here to Ross, walk across the country. In fact, I'm going to be doing a walk across the country for all the lectures of fallen wisdom people this summer. So anybody who wants to come to walk across the country with me, get in contact with me. Um, I don't really know how. Oh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, I think it's uh, Occult Knowledge on Twitter. 
I'm going to be I'm definitely going to do this walk. I don't know the date yet, but I because I have we have to really understand about walking, what walking is for human beings. Human beings can walk longer than any animal. We are uniquely situated to walk the earth. And we should be. We should all be nomads walking the earth, just going in one direction and ending up in the other direction, just going around the fucking globe. Do it. Live that way. If that can be your way to do things, then that's a good reason to make money. Make money so you can walk the earth like fucking that guy in Pulp Fiction wanted to do. Because we are situated to just, like, experience different forms, all different forms of life. Like, our minds need to just to just see different scenery. And it doesn't like to just go back and forth to the same drudgery, the same location, the same place, the same five-mile radius. Nobody wants that. No one. That's certainly not your molecular, your molecules, the ones that have chosen to stay together to enjoy your humanity, to enjoy your capacity for pleasure, but true pleasure, mental pleasure. That's the true pleasure. There's all this physical pleasure you can get. You can bust a big-ass nut and look how the uh, siren don't want me to tell this one. But there's so many sensual pleasures that you can get. But once you learn how to get your mind pleasured by doing something that challenges it, I don't mean some stupid puzzle, but that can be a thing. I mean, you can, it's okay. No, uh, sorry, I don't want to downplay puzzles. But ideally, it's building on something. It's it's making you into somebody new, to somebody different. You're like a you're like an unfinished building, and you're building little things into it. You you're just a you, you don't want to just be an unfinished building and sleeping inside of it and and watching TV inside your unfinished building. You want to be like making additions, just little by little. So you just you're like, hey, I want to learn this. Like I want to learn a language. Oh yeah, and you should you need to learn every fucking language on this earth. That's another thing. That's there's something to put on your to-do list. What language are you going to learn? Try to take one each year and then try to go to the country and stay there for like a month and walk the earth around that country. Look, you're going to be here forever. Prepare for it. Prepare for that. Okay, and how do you prepare for that? By staying young, by eating most, by eating, by front-loading your vegetables always. Never eat anything before vegetables ever. Like walking, make sure you walk like at least ten thousand steps a day, and try to shoot for fifteen thousand. I mean, if you want to go on a bike, go on a bike. Point is. Get your shit to like. You got to be pushing yourself. You got to be pushing your body, and you got to be pushing your mind. How do you push your mind? Find something that you, that you do. You admire art. Do you admire any kind of art? What is the thing you most admire? Then you should be doing that. 
You shouldn't just be a fan of it. You should be trying to do it. If you like it that much, it's part of you. It's you. So you need to do it. Okay, maybe you don't like, you don't like uh, music that much. Is it, there's nothing you like? Even if you watch TV all the time, then, become a, then you have to become a TV writer. You have to. You're just going to sit there and watch TV? Like, that's the thing about Quentin Tarantino. Like, he's the only guy I know that actually sat around and watched TV and, like, it turned him into a director. Most people, they just sit around and watch TV and it turns them into a big fucking wig out. But what he did was he's like, I'm going to do something, you know, and then I'm going to stop wigging out and watching these movies because he probably started wigging out after a while. Like, he was watching all these big B movies and just, like, totally wigging out. Now, maybe he's one of those rare guys that wasn't wicking out, that was using it to learn, was figuring out in, in his little mind, like, okay, I'm going to make a movie one day, and I'm going to have the elements from this movie, I'm going to have elements from that movie, and it's going to be fucking the best shit ever. And it's going to be on a big street, and it's going to be a huge hit. It's like you need to be thinking like that. If you're watching TV, you need to be like being like, okay, what am I picking up here, like, what should I fucking write? And you, then you need to be spending just as much time writing TV as you are watching it, especially if you're watching a lot of it. So it's the same with music. It's the same with any kind of art that you enjoy. If you're not doing that art, then you're actually, like, that's a main reason why you're not happy. Some big fucking reason. And why you're you're filled with you're wigging out, you you just feel like you're you're nuts. So you can have a passive kind of you can sit there and passively watch things, and sometimes they can kind of like stimulate you short enough to kind of distract you, and that's become a sort of game with people who just kind of they're very good at like amusing themselves in a way that doesn't really do anything and does erase the anxiety. So that's what people say, like, I like to watch TV because it's like, it just allows me to just veg out. That like, gives my mind a break. And it's like, no, it's, it's giving you an ability to distract yourself from waking out. It is doing something. You are actually doing something. You're watching TV. So it, it satisfies the, the urge TV is the greatest thing for civilization that's ever happened in terms of keeping people docile and peaceful. Unfortunately, the, what's happening is that they're, they're – um, sorry, I just think I saw a doppelganger. thought he had a gun. Anyway, where was I? We are here to to de- to develop our, our to to get out of the wigged out state of of nature, and the most dangerous effect of civilization has been that it has afforded people. The, the leisure to do nothing. And that has wigged so many people out. So they wig out while they're on vacation, all vacation long. 
and then they go home and they get to work and then they feel good again because they're at work. Because why? Because they're doing stuff. And in vacation, they're not doing shit. So vacations aren't fun. Vacations where you just don't do shit. It's just, it's, you're taking a vacation from the thing that actually wigs you, the thing that actually keeps you from wigging out. So most vacations are total wig outs. Now, if you're trying to like, I'm going to write a book on this vacation, that'll stave off the wig out. But you have to be sitting there doing it. And you have to actually like write something to like get a paragraph in. Really, you only have to get like a paragraph in a day to stave off the uh, anxiety. And then you can kind of waste your time all day long and do whatever the fuck you want. You have to buy your admission to do nothing that day by doing something significant. Otherwise, you won't feel at ease. Of course, you can't be doing something at all times. So I guess I have to modify this. I don't want to say that if you're not doing something, you're wigging out. But I'm going to say this, that if you haven't got anything accomplished in today, uh, during today that you feel proud of, you're going to be wigging out. So it's like it's more important than, than any other part of your day is getting in something that challenges your mind, that makes you feel good about yourself, and that pushes you to another level. So it involves effort. It involves a certain amount of concentration. So good art has that. Good art has a certain amount of craftsmanship. You need to fit these pieces together. You need something to work artistically. And so you have to think. So, I, you know, it's hard for me to give advice to people that don't do art because it's like I don't really know what you would do. If, that's, if you don't want to do art, like, okay, figure out how to uh, design a perfect electric car. I mean, I have a friend who's an inventor. That's his art. So we have – he just – he's trying to figure out a way to have um, you know, the most efficient energy producer that he can. So we need to just understand why. why we're here. We're here to make ourselves into physical gods. We are gods. We're gods that were placed into this what feels like ephemeral universe to to imbue our godliness into it. And it's going to drag us until we are looking like the, the we're 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 bare, we look like the dead we look like somebody who's dead like like a zombie from Walking Dead like you'll go all the way there and then you can age all the way back to a nice young man again it can be done. Now the other day I was I was experimenting again with tobacco. Actually, it was yesterday, and I was kind of trying to use it as a reward system to get me back in the groove, and be like, okay, look, 
you finish this little verse here, and uh, you can smoke a Newport, which was presented to me just as an open, you know, I, I, I find this open box of Newports just offered to me, just put on a ledge somewhere. And I thought, you know what, this is going to get me out of my writer's rut. I'm going to promise myself one of those Newports once I write something. Just to make myself do something. I was like, man, I haven't done shit in a while. I'm like, maybe maybe I can treat myself like a Pavlovian dog with a cigarette. So it's something that can be done. If you do, if you hear somebody that uses tobacco, if you use it to reward yourself for doing something, much more, it's actually a much more pleasurable experience. If you're if you're just kind of like generally wigging out and then you have a cigarette, that's not so great. That's the cigarette's not that great, and you're just not feeling like you're not really getting anything from it. If you're going to like put smoke in your lungs, it has to be a, for a sacred reason that your your brain reached a new plateau. And then you feel it. Like when you come off a stage after you've performed and you have a cigarette, that's the best because you're riding high. So you, you have to be you have to be getting you have to be at a new plateau for the tobacco to actually feel like a heightened experience and to complement it and to bring you to even higher experience. But if you just casually have a cigarette while you're actually not accomplishing anything, that's the worst. Cigarette feels like shit. It only increases your anxiety and wig out because, again, instead of doing something, you're smoking a cigarette, which really isn't doing anything. Though it is slightly, and that's kind of why it actually saves people in many ways. And people, what other people don't understand is that, like, smoking has saved people's lives, more, many more lives than it's killed. It's killed people in the process of saving their lives. Not really, though, because in some parallel universe, they don't get the cancer or they survive the cancer. You always survive. Even if you have cancer right now, you can't die, buddy. Even if they've told you that you're going to die tomorrow, you can't die, okay? You're going to wake up. You might die. Like, you might go to sleep in this world and wake up in another and it'll just be a dream that you died. But you're not getting out of here, buddy. You're not. So don't don't look look don't know if you get a cancer diagnosis, just look at it like that. Just be like, Oh yeah, okay. So I'm gonna leave a corpse in this parallel universe. But me is ain't going anywhere. Like I'm gonna wake up in another universe where I don't have fucking cancer. Or and and the way you wake up in that universe is just by breathing there. You can get there very quickly. You can get there where the cancer diagnosis was a dream. You just got to breathe yourself there. You got to breathe and do yourself there. So breathing is doing. Doing something, make, uh, uh, paying attention to your breathing and like really focusing in on it is a form of doing something. And if it's, if there's nothing you can do, if there's like, if you just feel like, there's nothing to do and you're waiting in a line or whatever, that's what you can do. And that's what you should do. 
when you're not doing other things, you should be doing breathing, and you should be doing it consciously at all times. Why? Because it's a form of, it is something. It's just doing something. Now, that should, that's not to replace anything else. Like the minute you get some free time, you can, so if you're watching TV, for example, and you're, uh, you breathe during watching TV, breathe deeply while you're watching. Look how quickly you'll turn this shit off, though, like when you get enough oxygen inside of yourself. It's, it's kind of funny. But whatever you want to do, if you want to sit and watch a movie, like you should have a counter, basically, a little like clicker that has like a, a digital number on it and just counting each breath and see how many breaths you get to by the end of the movie. Deep breaths where you expand your stomach. That's something, I mean, that's doing something, but... And it does bring you to a new level. So that's like the kind of overall thing you can do because that doesn't like, you don't, it doesn't really matter where you are. You can do that anywhere you are and and under any circumstances, driving, talking to other people, sitting at dinner, whatever. But when you have free time, you've got to do something that challenges your mind and advances your art advances your project that you're working on. What are you working on? An album? You're working on a new song? You have to make progress on it. You need to put things down. You have to put things under your belt. So either you're doing that or you're wigging out. Anyway, this is Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Get in contact me if you want to do the walk across America. I'm going to start in... New York, and I'm going to walk to L.A., so probably somewhere around June, so look for that, or actually maybe even earlier, maybe May, because I don't want it to be um, bad weather. It's May or June, anyway. Um, It's already happened, so I'm just reenacting it, because obviously I'm just retracing my time travel steps here, but still, it's going to be done, and so anybody wants to participate, we need to get the word out about this. And and what what you're going to hear in a later episode, or just an episode dropped by another colleague of mine, Logan from the future, is that this whole thing is being shaped because Mike Trojan, I don't know, another version of this Mike Trojan, forms a kind of immortality school in Hollywood, apparently. And, uh, you know, Scientology is that as well, in case you didn't know. Scientology is an immortality cult. Um, And they have certain sciences in there that are valid, but mixed with a bunch of malarkey that sort of becomes the catechism of a cult. But we don't need that. And we end up eclipsing even Scientology in Hollywood according to the history books of the future. Now, this version of Mike Trojan had no, has no intention of creating a, a school in Hollywood, um, but it may be where we're headed. If we start walking there and I have enough group of people, then we will form a – apparently, this is according to the history books, uh, we form a school in Hollywood proper – in, in the slummer version, in the more hood version, and we form a, um, like an open mic where people can perform, and we just 
create a whole collective, basically, of immortalists, uh, immortalist rappers, actually. But there's there's other people, uh, different kinds of artists as well. And we all just kind of, like, just keep generating this vibe. Now, of course, there's hundreds of years of persecution to come, not the least of which comes from the child emperor, but... That's something that, uh, you know, Logan from the future gets into. I'm sort of like, I've I've made certain notations. Like, I, you know, I'm the writer of all this. So, like, I'm the one spinning all these ideas. But they're not coming from me. They're, they're, I've read them. In other, in other parallels, like, I've read the version of my life. I've read this different version of me living in L.A. and teaching um, actors and actresses how to be immortal. Because, you know, they're going to the plastic surgery and all that crap. Like, really, nobody wants to be immortal more than an actor or an actress. Because that's just kind of like, for them, it would just be the greatest thing ever. If they could just crystallize themselves as a beautiful woman forever and then just act in movies forever. That would be so great. So, of course, it takes, it, it's obvious that the immortality thesis would take on wildfire in... Uh, LA. Um, so that's where we're headed. We're going to take a, you know, um, a casual walk. It's not going to be a fast walk and crazy. It's just going to be showing how we can just walk. Um, so um, hope to uh, meet anybody that's going to be involved with this because that is, looks like we're headed to, we're headed to form a school in Hollywood. So, um, Get in contact with me, uh, Occult Knowledge, on Twitter, and we will uh, we'll do our walk. Thanks for listening.